Hello. On this week's case study, I'm going to be talking about the deaths of Nicole Simpson and her friend Ron Goldman. On June 12, 1994, O.J. Simpson's estranged wife, Nicole Simpson, also known as Nicole Brown, and her friend Ron Goldman were killed at her house in Los Angeles, California. O.J. Simpson was in Chicago and for like a golf event and when they found out that it was OJ's estranged wife um, they called him and he came uh, he became a suspect pretty early on um, a couple days after if not one day after he was actually detained and they questioned him and asked him a couple questions. They actually found a cut on his hand and in a documentary his friend said that um, OJ said to him that he cut it on a piece of glass in Chicago. Then he told some investigators or some police that it was because he was chipping golf balls and then um, he also said that he was getting something out of his white Bronco. Um, so there were several things. It just didn't line up. When investigators were searching Nicole Brown's house, um, they found, well, first off, the scene was just awful. Um, and they found a bloody glove. And they actually found the other one at OJ's house. So, um, they said that those gloves had blood of OJ, Nicole, and Ron. So, when the trial came, the prosecution said that those were OJ's gloves. Like, OJ was guilty and that he murdered Nicole Brown and um, Ron Goldman. Uh, the defense obviously said no, and part, like the main part of the trial, like the, the climax, was when the defense wanted OJ to put on the gloves. And the prosecution said okay, and the gloves did not fit. I read that he stopped taking his arthritis medicine, and I don't know if that would cause him not be able to wear the gloves, but apparently so, um, but they didn't fit. So, there was some speculation that the glove had been planted by, the defense tried to say that and argue that, um, but this case had, just the investigation had so many different things wrong with it. Um, for one, the DNA and evidence was taken without any gloves, and it wasn't even stored properly. Um, so, this case was pretty widespread throughout the media. Um, one of the big things about this case was um, O.J. Simpson's dream team, which consisted of the best lawyers that there was. There are 
a bunch of key players in this case. Uh, Nicole Simpson and Ronald Goldman were both victims. Um, Marsha Clark was the prosecution attorney. Chris Darden was the co-prosecution attorney. Alan Darshwitz was the appellate advisor for the defense team. Cato Kalen was OJ's friend that actually lived in like a bungalow behind his house. Mark Furman was a detective on the case, and Mark Furman, they focused a lot on Mark Furman in this case because they said that he was racist and that he said some words that were very inappropriate and that he shouldn't have used. And I actually found tapes with him saying some very inappropriate things, and they, there was a point in time where they focused this case kind of on him and saying, then they were getting, the reason why they said that was that he said that he did not say anything of what he said. And then the tapes came out, and he obviously said it. And so the defense's point was, if he lied about that, then he might have planted the gloves. So he became a huge part in this case. Ethley Bailey was a defense attorney, along with Barry Sheck, Johnny Cochran, um, and Johnny Cochran actually said about the gloves that if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Robert Shapiro was the lead defense attorney, and Robert Kardashian was the defense attorney as well. O.J. Simpson had a ton of attorneys. I read that he paid $50,000 a day just for his attorneys. This all happened in 1994 on June 12th in Los Angeles, California at Nicole Brown House. Um, they actually, when you read anything about this case, they call it Bundy because um, that was the road that the house was located on. And this approximately, they found their bodies at 1210 a.m. OJ became a suspect because a lot of people said that him and Nicole fought a lot. Um, there was a lot of evidence that led to him being the suspect. Um, the cut on his hand, the bloody glove, um, and there was also blood on his white bronco. So that all led to investigators thinking that he was a suspect. I personally definitely think that he had the means, motive, and opportunity to do this. I think that, I mean, if you look, he there was definitely some arguments going on between Nicole and OJ. Maybe not, that's maybe not the reason why that caused that, but if there's pictures where she has, like, bruises on her face. and So I definitely think that there was some abuse going on. Um, so I definitely think that OJ killed... Nicole Brown, and I think Ron Goldman just happened to be there because the only reason why he was at Nicole's house was because um, Nicole's mom forgot her glasses at the restaurant, so he brought them to Nicole because they were friends. O.J. Simpson was actually acquitted of both murders in the criminal um, court, but both families of Nicole and Ron actually sued OJ in a civil trial 
where he was found guilty and responsible for paying both, like the families together, $33.5 million. In my opinion, I think this case is famous because OJ was a major celebrity. Um, OJ in that time was probably like um, LeBron James or maybe um, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I mean, he even went on to Hollywood and did some movies and stuff. I also think this case is pretty famous because a lot of people thought that OJ was innocent and a lot of people thought that he was guilty. When I asked some of my family members what they thought, my mom said that she really did think that he was guilty. Like she really did think that um, he killed Nicole Brown. So the people played a huge part in this case because it was so heavily like put on the news and put on the media. So I just think it's very interesting how there's just several crazy things to this case. One, how all the evidence was just taken so awfully. Um, two, the bodies were actually left there for 10 hours after they found them, which is crazy. And that, you know, even though the evidence was all there, that, you know, he actually got, I mean, he was free. Another crazy thing to me, and I didn't mention this earlier, was that they actually had, like, a chase in his white Bronco. And the crazy thing about that was it was a low-speed chase. I really, if it was anyone else, they would have shot him and possibly killed him. So it's just crazy to me that they didn't do that. It was like they treated him differently because he was a celebrity. So, I don't know. It's just a crazy case in my opinion. So, I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk about this crazy case. And I hope you um, tune in next week for another case study.